Prayer is the one thing God has established to make contact with what He has already decreed. God knows the answer to our prayers before we pray them. That's why Dr. Tony Evans says prayer isn't about informing God, but rather about forming us. Where there is no prayer, there is no contact. You do not get what God has already declared for you to have. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. When you order something online, you often get to choose how fast you want it delivered. Today, Dr. Evans explains why that isn't the case when we pray. Let's join him as he talks about how to wait for God's perfect timing. All of us live in houses that have been wired for electricity. Electricity is the power that is conveyed through the wires so that we enjoy the privileges of being blessed through the appliances we use, the lights we turn off and on, through the heat, the stove or the refrigerator or the freezer or the myriad of other things that electricity provides the power for us to do. Few of us could conceive life without electricity because we know electricity gives us power. But that power that electricity provides needs a point of contact. The provision is there, electricity, but the point of contact is necessary to get what electricity is there to offer. There must be a point of contact between you and God, me and God, in order to experience his power and supernatural provision. There must be a point of contact. God has provided what his will has decreed, but without a point of contact, you don't experience what the provision is. If you, if you don't turn on the light switch, it's not a power problem. It's not a provision problem. It's a contact problem. In other words, you're not making contact with the provision, so you're not experiencing the benefits of the power. There are many people today who believe in God's power, but not seeing God's provision because they don't understand his place of contact. We're not making contact, and so we think there is no power, or we think that there is no provision when the reality is there is no contact. And the point of contact between your need and God's provision is prayer. Prayer is the one thing God has established to make contact with what he has already decreed. Where there is no prayer, there is no contact, and where there is no contact, you do not get what God has already declared for you to have, known as his will. For many people, prayer is like the national anthem before a football game. It gets it started, but has absolutely nothing to do with what's happening on the field. You do it, but it doesn't seem to matter that you do it, and it doesn't seem to work. To understand why prayer is your point of contact, you have to understand what God decreed when he made man. When God made Adam and Eve, he gave three words that would forever control how he would interact with history. He said, let them rule. 
In other words, God says, I'm going to do what I do in the physical, visible realm from my invisible spiritual realm, and I'm going to do it through men. And the way men make contact with me is through prayer. So all through the Bible, you will see the word prayer in some form or fashion when men make contact with God and God then acts. Let me say it another way. Prayer is the mechanism God has decreed that is absolutely necessary for him to release what he intends. Prayer does not make God do what he hadn't planned to do. But what it does is release God to do what he has decreed to do. In Isaiah chapter 65, verse 24, you don't have to turn there, but God says, before you call, I will answer. Before you call, I will answer. In other words, the answer has already been made. It's just waiting on the call. God has already decreed his will for you. He's already decreed what he's going to do. And he's decreed it before you've ever talked to him about it. So it's like somebody putting a deposit in your bank, but telling you, you must withdraw it. It's sitting there, but it could sit there for the rest of your life if there's no withdrawal from it. God has decreed the end from the beginning. He has decreed the totality of your life and all that he plans to do. And it's already been decreed before you call on it. But the assumption is you will call on it. And when you call on it, that's which he has decreed. He then dispenses if it is within his will. So let's get this straight. Prayer activates the decree and the will of God. It doesn't make it happen. It just grabs it because it has already been decreed to happen. Many of us have direct TV in our home. And if you have direct TV, that means you have a receiver box. That receiver box does not create the programming. The programming has already been established on the multiplicity of channels that are available through direct TV. The receiver doesn't make the programs up, but what it does when you turn it on is grab something you cannot see and put it on the screen so you now can see it. The receiver doesn't create it, but it grabs it when it is turned on so that now you can see a picture of what you already have paid for and that has been provided through the satellite that DirecTV depends on in order to show you something on your screen. Prayer is the mechanism that grabs something out of the invisible realm so you can see it at work in the visible physical realm. So God has decreed for every Christian the sum total of your life, what he will do and what he won't do and when he plans to do it, but it's with a condition. And the condition is prayer. So with that understanding in mind as a backdrop, with the understanding that your job 
is to distribute what God makes to happen from the invisible spiritual to the visible physical. Like when Jesus prayed, when he was seeking to feed 5,000 people with fish and barley loaves, he prayed. All of a sudden, Moby Dick is laying on the beach and he gets his disciples to distribute it. When God answers, you become the distribution point for his supernatural activity. You are the point of contact and the switch is flipped with prayer. Now, with that understanding, let's go to the day's story in the life of Elijah. Let me start off by reading two verses. Chapter 17, verse 1, 1 Kings. Now, Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the settlers of Gilead, said to Ahab, as the Lord, the God of Israel lives before whom I stand, surely there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. So Elijah tells Ahab, it's not going to rain. Chapter 18, verse 1. And now it happened after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, go show yourself to Ahab and I will send rain on the face of the earth. So in chapter 17, verse one, he says, it's not going to rain. In chapter 18, verse one, he says, it's getting ready to rain. In chapter 17, verse one, God says, I'm going to close heaven. In chapter 18, verse 1, God says, I'm an open heaven. And both of those statements were made by the same person. So before we go any further, let me explain why this rain thing is there in the first place. Ahab didn't make this up. You see, in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 13 to 17, this is what God said. God says, if you go worship idols, I'm going to close down heaven so it won't rain. If you choose other gods, I'm going to no longer bless your crops. I'm no longer going to bless your planting. I'm no longer going to bless your fruit bearing. And the sky is going to dry up if you go after other gods. But he says, if you turn away from other gods, then I will open up heaven And I will let rain again fall on the earth. So the whole reason Elijah is praying is based on something God had said years early to Moses. So Elijah reaches back to what God had already said and by the leading of God applies it many years later to the situation we find him in in what we've gone over so far in 1 Kings 17 and 18. In other words, his prayer was tied to God's word. Or let me say it another way. If you don't know God's word, you don't know how to pray. Because God's word must be the basis or the foundation of your request. The reason why many of us pray so generally, Lord bless me, Lord help me, which means you've said absolutely nothing, you've been so vague is because you don't have a point of contact that you know about that you can point to in scripture that becomes the basis of your request. So you don't even know whether that's something God is interested in doing apart from some vague general request that you say around grace. 
Lord, bless this food in my body in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay? The reason why much prayer is vague, and you'll see in a moment why that affects the supernatural, is because it is untied to something God has said. And remember, God said this years before Elijah ever used it, but it was applicable to Elijah's situation. And there are things in scripture that are applicable to your scenario that you are seeking a miracle for that you'll never see rain on because you don't know how to link. I don't know how to link what I'm asking for to what God has declared. So he starts off by referencing something God has previously declared. We'll find out what happens next when Dr. Evans continues this message from his current series, Elijah. This six-part audio collection focuses on the lessons we're able to learn from one of the Bible's greatest prophets about waiting for God's provision, understanding his perfect timing, living a life that matters, overcoming fear and discouragement, strengthening our faith and commitment, and so much more. Get a copy of this powerful message series and the in-depth DVD Bible study kit that goes along with it. We're offering them both for a limited time as our gift when you support Tony's ministry with a contribution. And we're even making digital downloads available immediately so you can begin digging deep into these lessons right away. So don't miss out. Visit us today at TonyEvans.org, make your donation, and receive your copies of the Elijah series digitally or on CD, along with the DVD Bible study kit. Again, that's TonyEvans.org. Or call us day or night at 1-800-800-3222, and one of our resource team members will help you. Well, Tony will come back with more of today's message right after this. If you're like most Christians, there are people in your life who know you but may not know Jesus. You really want to do something about that, but don't feel equipped to share your faith effectively. In other words, maybe if you knew more, you could do more. Well, that's where the Tony Evans Training Center comes in. It's an online Bible school with classes that will take you deep into the most important core concepts of the faith. You can start with our free introductory course on evangelism, then move on to subjects like spiritual warfare, marriage building, maturing in the faith, and many more. The content is challenging, but you can move through it at your own pace anytime you're online. There's also lots of custom content from Tony and an online forum where you can get your specific questions answered. Go to TonyEvans.org and follow the link to the Tony Evans Training Center. It's like having a seminary on your smartphone. So having prayed biblically, we now are going to see something. In James chapter 5, let me read beginning with verse 16. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effectual prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. Now watch this. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. So he's taking us back to Kings. And it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. Then he prayed again and the sky poured rain and the earth produced its fruit. Stay with me here. God said it's not going to rain. God said it's now going to rain. There's a gap of three and a half years between when he said no rain because of their idolatry and when it was going to rain. So watch this. The change with the rain 
only came when the idolatry was addressed. And as long as there was idolatry, God would not shift from no rain to rain. So we have people who come to church all the time looking for their blessing who don't want to be messed with by their God. And so they wonder why it won't rain. Because God's not going to rain on you so you can share it with an idol. Okay? So that means anything you get, you got to get on your own independently of God because he's not going to help you become an idolater. But I want you to notice something else. It says he prayed that it would not rain. And then he prayed that it would rain. But wait a minute. God had already said it's not going to rain. God then said it is going to rain. So if God already said it, how come he had to pray about it? Because what God has decreed needs a point of contact before it is delivered. So even though God decreed rain, start and stop, he didn't let it rain until Elijah made it a prayer matter. In other words, he was going to stop the rain when he prayed. He was going to stop the rain when he prayed. So God's decree had to wait on somebody to suck it down. So God has decreed certain things for your life, his will. And it's sitting up there to be delivered at the proper time when the point of contact is made. So you could have 25 years of something God is holding on to but he hasn't been free to release it because he's not yet seen the point of contact. Because even though God declared it, it didn't happen until Elijah called for it. And he gives you the secret of prayer that produces the supernatural. James said the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So we not only know that Elijah prayed, We now also know how Elijah prayed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And James is writing to New Testament Christians. James is writing to you and me. But he uses an Old Testament saint to explain to New Testament Christians how to get heaven to deliver rain. How to get heaven to open up to deliver the will of God which is varying from person to person in its application. So that means if you and I understand effectual fervent prayer as illustrated by James in the life of Elijah, you and I can affect heaven opening, heaven closing. No rain, rain. We can affect it just like Elijah affected it. And let me tell you why, and then I'll tell you how. You know why? Because James says that Elijah was of like nature as us. In other words, he wasn't Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, or X-Man. He wasn't some superhero. He's just a man. So he wants you to know Elijah has nothing on you. He was flesh and blood just like you. But what he had was an effectual, fervent, righteous prayer. And that was the prayer that closed heaven up that opened heaven up. So if you're here today looking for a miracle that will open up heaven, shut heaven, that is bring the supernatural into history, 
based on the will of God, tied to his word, you must be a effectual, fervent, righteous prayer. Question is, what does that look like? All right. Verse 41. It says, I had the sound of the roar of a heavy storm. Elijah says, I hear a thunderstorm. But wait a minute. In the verses to follow, there is no storm yet. In fact, there's not even a cloud in the sky. In fact, nobody hears this but Elijah, because Elijah has to tell Ahab that there is a sound of a storm. Because Ahab can't hear. Your proximity to God will determine what you hear. If you are not close to God, you won't hear the will of God applied to you. You'll be like Ahab. What you talking about? Because you don't hear anything. One of our problems is we want to hear from God while keeping our distance from God. No. Elijah could hear the will of God and he could hear the timing of God's will. See, he already knew what the word of God said, Deuteronomy 11. But the question on the floor is, how do I know that word in Deuteronomy is applicable to me right now? That has to do with spiritual distance. When you drive your car a long way away, you're going to lose clarity of hearing in the radio station you're listening to. The further you go, the more static the station will become until the station disappears altogether because your distance is too far to pick up the station. But when you come back, you're going to be able to hear because you're getting closer to the signal. You cannot keep a long distance relationship with God and still hear the sound of the thunder that nobody else can hear. That's why prayer is relational communication with God, not ritual communication with God. Ritual communication is I'm praying because I'm supposed to. It's grace, so I'm supposed to pray. I'm going to bed even though I'm falling asleep in the middle of my prayer and don't even know what I said. Or I know what I said because it's the same thing I say every night. So it's ritual prayer. No, this must be relational prayer because I have made God my only God, no more idols. I have drawn close to him so his Holy Spirit is able to speak to my human spirit about the application of the scripture which is written in the word of God. So the scripture said it's going to rain, but how does he know when it's going to rain? He heard the sound. He heard something other folk couldn't hear because he was in a proximity that Ahab didn't have. And so he could pick up things that other folk couldn't pick up because of his proximity to the Lord. What made his proximity so close? It said Elijah was a righteous man. He lived his life to please the Lord. You cannot hear the sound of God's will and live a lifestyle that makes him sad that makes him unhappy, that is not seeking to please him. You can't hear his voice and be in a long-distance relationship, all right? So if you want to experience supernatural power in prayer, the proximity must be close. It cannot be far away so you can hear the sound of the particular application of Scripture in your personal experience. In a moment, I'll tell you what Dr. Evans has coming up for us in part two of this lesson on praying and waiting for God's timing. First, though, be sure to get in touch to request his current teaching series, Elijah. 
As I mentioned earlier, you can get the CDs or digital downloads along with the companion DVD Bible study kit, including exclusive content from Tony as our thank you gift for your contribution. But don't forget, this offer is only available for a few more days. So make a point of visiting us today at TonyEvans.org to make the arrangements. Again, that's TonyEvans.org. Or call our 24-hour resource center at 1-800-800-3222 and let one of our team members help you. That's 1-800-800-3222. Well, tomorrow, Dr. Evans will build on what he shared with us today and tell us how to take our prayers to the next level, a level that's much more effective but much less comfortable. I hope you'll join us. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative and is made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you. 